Hey guys, all right, so I have my friend Lindsay Davis on today. I'm so excited for you guys to listen in. We talk about um, work, how she met her husband, blending families, and how they keep their romantic embers burning. Um, at the end, I ask Lindsay a question to get her take on someone's relationship dilemma. Um, it's a really, uh, you know, interesting type of dilemma that um, seems obvious, but some people have different takes to it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I did also want to mention, I'm apologizing for my delay on this episode um, to my loyal five fans. Uh, you know, I ha- it's been a few busy few weeks, but I'm going to try to get these episodes out every other week. Um, and uh, yeah, hope, hopefully I can make that happen. <laughs> but I can't wait for you guys to listen into this really fun episode. So let's talk 30. on we're on we're on we finally made it guys everybody lindsay davis is here oh hey <laughs> we met at the good old k forest mm-hmm. so um which we're both still recruiting which is wild um you, i know it's like a hard question to ask like, are you going to be open about it do you feel like recruiting still <laughs> i go in waves even garland He'll be like, obviously he gets the full, like full disclosure, like good days, bad days, whatever. And he's like, you really sound passionate about what you're doing when I hear you talking to people. Yeah. Like you still got it. I'm like, well, I am. You know what I mean? So of course I have days where I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I've worked with the same company for nine years. I didn't think I was going to be there for nine years. Not that Mm -hmm. there's anything against K-Force, but like when I joined, I wasn't, that's a really long time. I just had my 10 year anniversary. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. And at this point, I'm like, okay, well, like, nine years, like, we just got to go to ten. Yeah. Like, at least. <laughs> you got to Just because I just got to make it. <laughs> and I get an extra five days. So, I'll be at, like, 27 days of PTO next year, mm-hmm. starting in 2021. So, it's like, that's a lot of perks. I don't even really think that I use all my PTO at this point. Like, I don't even know how I'm going to use seven days or 27 days and then, like, yeah. holidays or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I still like my job yeah yeah that's amazing yeah I know because like even a couple of our friends that we you know we all met were were so close um which I'm very thankful for K-Force for that honestly that's at the very least you know very least bless (laughs) y'all it taught me a lot and where I am today is because of K-Force honestly um but you know it's funny I know I don't think I've talked about this too much on um this podcast remember when I left twice yeah (laughs) Um, I'm very open-minded to talking about it now because I was mortified and so embarrassed. Remember, I I left the first time and I wanted to pursue my degree in marketing. And I was like, oh, I'm going to leave, get a, like this marketing agency type of job and pursue my degree. Ended up being a disaster. Like I was starting to look for a job within two, three weeks. Oh my gosh. And like, I just was like so unhappy. They were, they kind of threw me in a cube and like, was like, it, it wasn't the right fit. And then I also realized, like, like recruit um, agency, uh, maybe life within marketing and advertising is not my thing. Mm -hmm. But they ended up like letting me go. They're like, they fired me. (laughs) 
they were like, um, um bitch, you gotta go. <laughs> like, you're not actually a fit for this. Um, and I was like, to be fair, like, I've tried and like, you know, I had not a conducive work environment for me anyway. So I was going to leave anyway. So yeah. whatever. <laughs> I, tr- I kind of treat it as like, and I compare it to like a relationship, like getting dumped and and then, like, you realize, like, a couple weeks after, like, oh, that was not for me. Yeah. Um, but I do uh, realize that – I did realize at the time, you know, recruiting was kind of my – it fit me well. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very lucky that k brought me back. And they put me in the same exact job I was in. <laughs> they, like, put me in the same market. And I think they even flew me up to the market I was supporting, what like, you, a month after. You were, like, in Boston or something, right? Yeah. I was oh, supporting yeah. Boston and from – remotely from down in Tampa. So, yeah, honestly, though – it really is a company that treats you well mm-hmm. and it, yeah I don't know that that taught me a shit ton yeah <laughs> well I I'm also wanting to touch on when you first started you were pregnant with cash yes yeah scandalous so, <laughs> scandalous and it was honestly different because what how old were we like 20 I was 22 or 23 I think that I think I was thinking about that I think when I started, I was just about to turn 23. Mm-hmm. No, just I was 23 about to turn 24. And then I was 24 when I had Casher. Okay. So I started in September mm-hmm. and I had Casher in April. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so if you do the math, that doesn't add up to a full nine months. Yeah. I was already pregnant. Yeah. Yes. Um, so how was it working? Like, that was your first job at the gate at a college. Yeah. So I had graduated college kind of celebrated that and then shortly thereafter found out that I was pregnant and I was already thinking about leaving like I love hospitality I love the restaurant industry mm-hmm. and it was basically I was a key I had been with the restaurant for like four or five years or something pretty much all through college mm-hmm. and I was a key employee so I like ran the front of house like on the weekends and I was you know a main like I was their trainer like I did all the training classrooms and different things like that you know yeah so I was like okay do I go into restaurant management or do I go into something different? And I didn't, I was like, had a communications degree. I didn't have like my eyes set on anything specific. Mm-hmm. But then especially when I found out that I was pregnant, I was like, ooh, this changes everything. Number one, I want like baller health insurance. Number two, like I saw all my managers who I loved that were spending holidays and weekends and nights away from their family and just missing stuff. And I was like, this is not the life for me. I don't need to do this anymore. And so I told my manager who was an angel and he's basically just like, Oh my gosh, like, please, I would hope, you know, more or less. He was like, I want people, I want these folks who worked with me for a long time that are graduating to go on and do basically better things. Yeah. Like, you know, not just be like here forever. Mm-hmm. So that was really nice. That. Yeah. He's a great leader. Yeah. He's an, um, I think that, I don't know if he's still there anymore. I, I touched base with him quite a bit, but he's an amazing guy. So I had like really great leadership there. And then I had friends that worked at K-Force, obviously the corporate headquarters on campus. So they have like a lot of, they're very like well-known, like locally, like yeah, best their workplace, their headquarters. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I had a friend that was there and I was just basically like, hey, like I needed a, a corporate job. Didn't know really anything about it. I did a little bit of research. He like sent my information on over and I went to interview and had no clue mm-hmm. about anything. But then I, mean, <laughs> I, and I knew, I went in knowing obviously that I had basically just found out that I was pregnant. Of course, I was like young, mm-hmm. not showing. I mean, it was like really early stages. I wasn't, you know. Sure. And I get this job, and then I was so nervous to be like, oh, I'm just <laughs> actually, thanks for the maternity leave. Thanks for all these perks. Um, 
So I think it was once the training classroom was done. So yeah. we like went through three or four weeks of training and then we we're basically getting assigned like which team we were going to be on. And I was like, hey, I need to talk to you about this. Um, you couldn't wait any longer. I could not. I would like, have to, yeah, tell these people because otherwise it's going to be suspicious or whatever. Yeah. So I was basically just like, hey, I need to talk to you. Um, like I just found out <laughs> I was pregnant and just FYI, like, you, you know, like I knew like they couldn't fire me or anything like that. You know what I mean? I knew I was going to be a good employee ultimately. For sure. Yeah. But I could see them being like, ooh, okay. Um, well, like, let me talk to my boss about this and whatever. And I mean, ultimately ended up being fine, but it was weird going mm-hmm. into a new position, my yeah. first, my first like corporate job or whatever. And being this person that had this, like, not a secret, but, like, I didn't tell anybody for a long time. <laughs> I think it was ultimately, like, one day somebody was finally, like, um, I just had, to, like, you're pregnant, right? <laughs> like, I didn't know anybody. You yeah. know, I didn't know anybody that well. So it's not, like, as what whereas now, if I got pregnant, I would, like, announce it to the team. And people would throw me a baby shower. And they did, you oh, know, sure. do all of those nice things. Yeah. It's, like, I didn't know anybody, so I didn't announce it to anyone. Like, mm-hmm. guys, guess what? Like, great news. I'm pregnant. Whatever. And I was unmarried, you know, like I had my boyfriend at the time, you know what I mean? So it was very, it was just like different. It wasn't embarrassed. Like for me, I've never felt like any shame or embarrassment or anything around that, Mm -hmm. but it was just like very untraditional, you know? And so it was just a weird thing. And so finally I was like, yeah. And the people were like, oh, I'm like Silva, Angel were on my team or whatever. And they were like, all of a sudden, like, oh, like, let me carry your stuff down for you and all these things, you know? And so it ended up being like, I mean, wonderful. I went on my maternity leave and I mm-hmm. came back to a promotion. And I mean, it's been, it was great. Yeah. You know, like That's I'm very fortunate, support. honestly, because it could have not been, <laughs> it could have gone really south. I can't but. imagine them being like, oh, okay, well, that's like so unethical. Right. You know? But also I know. I'm a hard worker, so I knew it wasn't. I mean, I was still obviously I was pregnant, but I was still staying till like six thirty or seven at night, like blowing up my pipe, like as a new employee. And so I was working really hard. I just wasn't coasting. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit. <laughs> He's beautiful. Yeah, the great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, how old is he now? He's eight. Yeah. Okay. So I want to dive into um, definitely the family dynamics and all that and all that, but um, I first want to. And ask a couple fun questions. Oh, so those are fun, but you know, obviously just like kind of off topic, but how would your family and or best friends describe you? Do you think? I don't, I don't know. I blunt maybe would be one of them. Mm, yes. Yeah. I will. Cause I think I'm one of your good friends. Yeah. I would say blunt. You would say blunt. <laughs> yeah. I was showing Levi, my oldest son, stepson, son, um, the questions. And he was like, Oh, I can't wait to hear what you have to say he was like they should ask dad I'm like dad would say really nice things about me first of all (laughs) whatever um blunt I mean I'm a really great friend right Mm -hmm. like I will forgive and forgive Mm -hmm. you know we'll get to a point where I'm just like okay if I'm done I'm done and like I have to like Mm -hmm. cut people out if they need to but like definitely blunt fun yeah caring I'm a two on the Enneagram for anybody who cares about Enneagram. Do you, do you? Oh, is that the, like the personality assessment? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like a number. I think I was a nine. Was that a number? Yeah. Making that up. I I think I took the test and I was a nine. I don't know what a nine is. I I know Garland's an eight and I'm a two. Two is there like the givers. Okay. Where they 
will give and give and give and like want everybody to be happy and whatever. But then like on the downside, then they end up being pissed if they don't don't give back. Like if they don't get things back, I mean, people are like unappreciative. It's like you guys are assholes. Like I'm doing all these things for you. And it's just like nobody asked you to do that, first of all. You know, like yeah, yeah. but that's yeah, so that's part of it. Okay. I can yeah. see that for you too. Cause you are because like honestly, when I got my gallbladder out, you called me like the next day. You you girls all sent me flowers. I remember being like, that is just so amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we have you're a, a good very group person. though. Yeah, very yeah, in tune. And I have to say this because like we're we have a tough like I starting as recruiting. Like, that is no joke. I mean, it's a tough job, and mm-hmm. people almost find it like, oh, with your recruiter, how glamorous. It's like, uh, oh my God. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. There's nights where I just like, I think I'm getting wrinkles after one I phone have call. nightmares <laughs> where I'm up just being like, my mind running through these mm-hmm. job orders that I have or whatever. Same here. And then people before you came, I was like thinking about stuff I had to yeah. do. Like, I was like, oh shit, I never filled this job. I'm going on vacation. Like, how's it going to go? Oh, we can talk for days on that. I was talking on a side note with my friend Melissa about her job and just kind of like, man, I was like, I'm really stressed on my job, whatever, whatever. And I was like, I find my, I was like, I had to stop myself from apologizing too much about mm-hmm. stuff that's maybe not my fault, but I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry, but blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, I'm just giving you information that's per my job. You know what I mean? I had to stop apologizing for things that number one, I didn't need to be apologizing for that were not my fault that are just circumstantial yeah. out of my hands um and I've been doing that and I feel very proud of myself instead of being like I'm sorry about yeah. this whatever I'm like no that's not on me like I'm sorry that this is happening in a situation but like I'm not sorry I'm not taking credit for this shit show disaster <laughs> this is that's not happening well it's funny my boss told me that's a thing for me uh something I need to work on is saying sorry Really? Yeah, you say you said you say sorry too much. Like I'm on calls. I'm like, oh, sorry. Like if a man, if a leader's like, because I remember an exactly a call I had, and one of the executives said something, and I was like, I'm so sorry that ha-. like I didn't say sorry it happened. I said sorry, I'm so sorry. And my boss was on it, and he called me after. He's like, listen, you that have. wasn't your fault. You know that, right? You need to like, like you said, be like, hey, like I'm sorry that happened. Hey, this is how I can do things better next time or right like fix this is how we can communicate differently next time so that we avoid this or whatever yeah yeah and then i got an evaluation which was glowing yeah but my boss <laughs> nice my boss was like the only thing that i could say is that like you're very passionate about your job you do your job really well you're obviously a hard worker but it doesn't seem like you're like enjoying it so just like like have fun with it more and i was like okay <laughs> And I talked to my former supervisor and she's like, well, maybe she's like, I know, you know, we just had like a, yeah. a really good relationship because I was switched over. And she's like, you just are so serious. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Take your job seriously. You know? I'm like, okay. But I'm also not like a drinking the Kool-Aid type person. So even though I yeah. am very, like when I'm talking to candidates about like, hey, this is why you should join K-Bors. After nine years, you know what I mean? I can talk about like, oh, this is why I've stayed, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I'm still not like a rah, rah, rah like type of person and so maybe that's I'm like I'm not gonna be like fake the funk yeah but I was like duly noted like I'm trying to smile more on my zoom meetings I yeah I'll try to yeah it does help when you smile I will say that on phone calls but yeah I I talked to a candidate today and um I definitely was not thrilled um because it it's tough because you get to a point where you're like i can't cut them off i gotta be you know smart about it i had them on mute i thought and then under my breath i was like oh like i just like had a grunt 
I was like, oh. And they never heard me because they were talking. But I, yeah, it's it's tough because we have to go through these like really tough conversations with people who you know we're not a fit, but we are have to call them and talk to them for like 30 minutes. And we're like, oh my God. Well, I will. I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, listen, Steve or Susan or whatever. I'm like, this sounds Dino. great. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay called a Canada diner. Her name was Dina. <laughs> to be fair, it was spelled awkward. And there was a Dina on whatever morning show. What was the show? I know, you it keep bringing some, this up. What I'm going to find it and show you. But she was an intern. Her name was Dina. Okay. It was like on the Cowhead show or whatever. When people still listen to radio. Do people still listen to radio? I do. Oh, I do. really? I don't. Uh, 93.3 still, 103.5, 94.1. Mm. Yeah. It's a little mix. There's country, hip hop, oh, no. streamlined stuff. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. What were you like in high school? In high school, I was not popular like I wasn't like in the popular group but I didn't get picked on I was in an art group okay so I took like all the art classes I skipped a lot of school yeah. but and so my mom not that she would listen I mean maybe she would listen to this I don't know yeah, maybe but maybe, maybe. Well, yeah Jeannie Probably. my What's mom up? doesn't listen to this she doesn't know how to do this <laughs> I heard you talking about another one being like I think my mom is gonna try and listen um but I was very, like, I would sign myself out of class and be like, Lindsay has an appointment and tell my mom's name. And then I would put my, like, please call me if you have any questions. But then I would take my cell phone number, but then I would change my cell phone messages to be like, hi, this is Jeannie. Like, whatever, whatever. Like, I was very strategic about Clever. Yeah. Oh, so, but yeah, I mean, I graduated early. Okay. Oh, you did? Like, yeah. Like, a full year or? Well, a semester. Okay. So, I. I graduated high school, like, my class was 2005, so May or whatever, 2000, yeah, 2005, mm -hmm. but I graduated in December 2004, Okay. so I was done a semester early, and I just was, like, working, I like, went to work or whatever, um, but yeah, I mean, I had my, I, it's the same thing now, I had a couple of different groups of friends that I would go do different things, I had my boyfriend, and I was in art, and I just kind of, like, I worked, and I mean, it was fine, Yeah. yeah. like, my kids um, one of them is talking about like being bullied or whatever. I'm like, I don't know. Like I never was really bullied and it wasn't because I was like super cool or whatever. I just maybe was always kind of like, yeah. I don't want to say a bitch, but you know what I mean? Like, no, like I can see you just being like whatever. this girl that gets along with like yeah. so many different types of groups and just yeah. like you're the cool. Like, it wasn't girl. even yeah. that. I wouldn't describe <laughs> myself just like getting along with everybody, but I was just like, whatever. Like, yeah. so like, don't care that people were like I'm not gonna even bother like even if they wanted to make fun of me it's just like I'm not gonna get a rise out of this girl yeah. so like who cares or right. whatever yeah I don't know nope. but yeah I was fine I mean I floated through and yeah graduated early somehow got into college I tricked them and somehow <laughs> got a degree and here we are I don't know um well congrats on graduating early oh like, thanks my friend Ashley graduated like a year early too she's like I gotta get out of here um, well, to be fair, I did want to get the hell out of high school. It wasn't mm -hmm. my favorite time, but it wasn't ter like I wasn't like stuffed in lockers or whatever. Like yeah. I don't know, like it wasn't a terrible time, but I didn't love it either. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Okay. But I wasn't like living. I mean, I wouldn't 
first of all, I feel bad for the people who are like, this is the best years of our lives. I'm like, you're in for a sad, sad life. <laughs> if those were the best years of your life, first of all. But yeah, um, I, I'm actually confused by that too. And there, I'm sure people are going to be like everybody. Oh, there's people that disagree with you for sure, right? I agree. Um, I also was super insecure in high school, though. I felt oh, like, yeah. oh, I was beyond insecure. But, like, college was the fucking best. Oh, like, you, like, blossomed I, I blossomed in college, I think, at least, or at least I was like, oh, you're a normal human. Stop being so weird and awkward. Um, Did that and- stop in college? It didn't, it still didn't <laughs> stop. I'm still weird and I'm still awkward. But that's the thing, like, whatever, we're yeah. all people but I mean I don't know I just like loved like the whole freedom and I loved I I actually I think I just became like like I my own mm-hmm. you know I I grew a lot um but I college was the best I can't I don't understand when people were like high school was amazing I'm like oh I I mean I kind of wish I could say that but at the mm. same time I'm like I, it just wasn't for me I felt the same way about college that I felt about high school mm-hmm. like it was fine like I had fun times. It was whatever. Yeah. I was working. I, I mean, I started working when I was like 14 though. So I was working a lot like on the weekends when I was all through yeah. high school and stuff. So I don't know. I mean, it was fine either way. I feel like it was just a transition right from one to the other. And like I was, I had like pretty liberal parents, you know, so mm-hmm. I did, wasn't like, oh my God, I can like do stuff for the first time. Yeah. Like it was yeah. They learned just, to yeah, freedom yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I just went and that was cool and whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, so I want to dive into love. Ooh. Yeah, we're going to dive into it because I, I have a lot of great topics around, you know, you know, you and Garland yes. and your now husband. So how, how do you guys met? Do you guys want to talk? Well, you want to talk Me, about it? On our behalf. On, on behalf of Garland. And you. <laughs> um, yes. So. So we met on Match.com. And I still to this day, I'm like, they should give us like some sort of like a, like a perk. Yeah, you should have something. like an advertisement. Or yeah, something. but actually, I think more and more you hear of people like finding their like true part, like not just like a, like a temporary boyfriend or whatever girlfriend, but like true partnership. But I met him on Match.com, so I had and like me and my son's father had split up, and I gave myself a year because I was a serial dater. Mm-hmm. Like I had had boyfriends since you were like old enough basically to start dating and I was a serial dater um and when I was finally like okay this is not working or whatever I just like need to do my own thing I was like I need to give myself some time to like not date people not be in a relationship just to kind of figure out like what I'm doing cash was one and a half when we split up Mm -hmm. so then I gave myself just about a year at some point I did go on to match and I dated somebody for like two months maybe and then I quickly realized I was like I'm not ready to date right now like this is not I'm not like this is fine but like I'm it's not it whatever so then I shut down my little profile and then I went back to it and I remember it was like right before no I had my 28th birthday so it's been like it was like a couple of years I think it was I was 27 turning 28 Mm -hmm. and I had a big birthday and it was like I was a mess in like a good way, like a birthday celebration way. Oh, okay, like good. when you're in your 20s, yeah, not a mess like that, but like I was like partying for my birthday. Yeah, yeah. Which is in October. It's the very end of October, right before Halloween. Yeah. Yes. So basically, yeah. I had my like big blowout, and I like was like, okay, I think I'm ready. I got it all out of my system. Lived my best life during that year. No regrets. It was great. Um, 
and I was like, okay, I'm going to create this profile. And at the time, I think that there were several people that I knew that had done online dating, mm -hmm. but I never did Tinder. I was never on any of the like phone applications. I was like, okay, I want like a real relationship. I'm not trying to just like date somebody because I was a single mom. Mm -hmm. I was working full time. Like, I don't like, I go out, but like, I don't like, I'm the person at a bar. If I see somebody when I was single, I'd be like, like, what's up? <laughs> Like, that is yeah. so impressive to me. Oh my god! <clears throat> yeah, I, I never that. had any issues with that. You know what I mean? But like, I'm like, I'm never gonna like. I don't want to meet. Like, I'm not gonna meet a husband at the bar. Like, that's not what that is, yeah. you know. And I know that people have stories that are really cool and like organic or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, it's just never gonna happen. I don't have time for that. So, <laughs> get the shit done. <laughs> yeah, like let's get to the kid. So I go on and I'm like looking through profiles and I specifically see Garland, who's now my husband, and I'm like, okay, this guy hangs out at a lot of the same places. We have a lot of stuff in common. He has two little boys mm -hmm. that are super cute. Like this guy's hot. So hot dad yeah, is what everybody dad. calls him <laughs> still. And was his nickname for a long time. I'm like, this guy is really cute. So I specifically was like, okay, if this guy's on here, like trying to find something, like I have a chance, Yeah. whatever. Um, but I had, when I had gone online previously, I'd met this guy who was fine. Um, but I just started dating him and I just kind of like didn't answer an email. So I was like, this time I'm not going to just fall for the first guy. I'm going to go on all these dates. I'm going to meet a bunch of people and whatever. So I'm talking to Garland for like a week and I'm obsessed already. I'm like, yeah. I'm super into this guy or whatever. And then um, another man reached out to me online and I'm chit-chatting with him. And he's like, you don't recognize me, do you? I'm like, no, oh, whatever. God. And he's like I work at K Force. Like I recognize you from K Force, and I was like, no, like I'm I don't recognize you or whatever. Yeah. So I actually went on a date with him the day before I went on my first date with Garland. So okay. I was like, I'm gonna not whatever. So I went on a date with him, and it was he was so nice, mm -hmm. a really nice guy, whatever. And he specifically was even like, I really like you a lot. Like good girls get swept up and like scooped up really fast. So like, okay. promise me you'll give me another date, basically. And I was like, yeah whatever. Sounds good. <laughs> you were like on board. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay. definitely. I'm like trying to play the field and I just want to like close the doors. And then I went on a date with Garland the next day where we went out, we were in Ebor <clears throat> where he lived and we live now. Um, we met up, I was with my best friend and we saw him and it was like, fine. We were all hanging out. It was kind of like a group of people mildly. And then the next day we went on a, like a proper, just us date at brunch. Okay. Um, and I, was like, no, dude. Like, after that first date, I was like, I'm so sorry, this other person. I'm like, I yeah, I cannot, whatever. <laughs> so I felt a little bit guilty about that, but I'm like, no. And then, yeah, you just started dating, and that was, that was it. Do you believe in love at first sight? No. No. I believe in lust at first sight. Yeah, I, I agree sure. with that, too. Um, I think you can have an instant connection, because I have a lot of friends who are – online dating or have online dated right that mm -hmm. don't I mean I got honestly very very lucky like I saw him specifically messaged him and obviously ended up working out or whatever and I know mm -hmm. that that's insane like that doesn't happen um so yeah I mean I I hear about a lot of people who are like having this connection with somebody and then they meet with them in person and the chemistry's not there in person or they're just really awkward you know what I mean but just like I knew pretty quickly even just talking to him that like I really like this guy mm -hmm you know. So that, that's how I felt with Frankie after talking to him for just like, I think I, we were talking for a week too, but then I had to go away for work and then we
date like immediately mm-hmm. and it was funny because when i first planned a date with him um i liked him for sure but the second date i was like oh god i love this guy like oh, not really? that i said i not that i felt like oh my gosh i love him but i was like he's feeling awesome. this yeah i yeah. felt like heavy lust um but uh, i wanted to mention because i wrote it down here according to a poll, 61% of women and 72% of men think that love at first sight is real, which is wild, but there is an actual, there is an actual chemical reaction in your brain that makes you feel love, but that's called lust, isn't it? I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like lust. I don't think it's necessarily like, like, oh my <clears throat> God, I'm going to marry this person, but I do think there is a deeper also, connection, maybe, via, like, conversation. I don't think that I could see some, I could see somebody and be like, ooh, you're attractive. But, like, you don't know anything behind it. Like, people that I think are attractive open their mouths and I'm like, ew. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. All so. the time. And yeah, that was, like, fun dating and, yeah, having, like, two-week conversation Little, with somebody yeah, who's attractive. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you meet them and you're like, they're attractive. And mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, gross. But, you know, what's funny, though? I've talked to a lot of women that actually do say – um, they knew immediately and they are married. I think that's nonsense. You think so? <laughs> I think that that's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, I, I also wanted to mention here, so I'm like, <laughs> um, love at first sight doesn't necessarily mean your relationship's also going to last, right? Mm-hmm. So true, deep love may not exist yet when you first meet someone, but you may create the memory of falling in love later on in your relationship. So, mm-hmm. so scientists do believe that love at first sight can be real for certain people, but staying in love is the deeper challenge. That's true. I have loved more than one person, but I, for me, it was never love at first sight. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I I think that's very, very rare, but maybe true for some people. That's maybe, true. Maybe I mean, that's just it. my experience was my experience and everybody has their own things. So. Yeah, I think for me also, like you, it's evolved more than mm-hmm. anything, like after some time, yeah. you know? I will say, so when I, it's worth noting, so when I met Garland, and he was a single dad. He had two boys, right? They were fairly young. Mm-hmm. And that night that we were, I was with my best friend, Marina, and we had got, we were at a show or something in Ebor. And then he was like, oh, I live in Ebor. I'm out too. And that's why we were like, well, let's just rip off the Band-Aid. Like, let's go out to ultimately one of our like favorite bars. Then and now. Um, and so we went out and we were whatever, just hanging out. There was a show or something maybe going on. So there's a couple other, like, actually we had a bunch of mutual friends in common after the fact. We were like, this is kind of weird, but I mean, it never would happen. He had been married and then I was like in a really, you know, like it was perfect timing. Like mm-hmm. it never would have, like we, he was never a guy if we saw him out at the same place that we would have like been hanging out anyway. He never, ever, ever would have come up and been like, hey, cutie. And like <laughs> winked at me or something. Never would have happened. Yeah. It'd be more likely that I would have done that maybe, but like it just never would have happened. So it was just perfect the way that it, that it happened. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so it was raining and then Marina. I think had driven and she's like hey do you you live in Ebor it's raining let me give you a ride like where do you live <laughs> and he's basically just like well I, I'm gonna have you drop me off in my office like I own a home but like I'm living in my office right now and I was like what oh, <laughs> what am I getting myself into and he shortly thereafter is basically just like here I'm gonna bring you to my house and like open the door with my key because I own this home to right. show you that I'm not an insane person living out of their oh, office. Poor Garland. He's probably like, fuck my life. Like, so he's I like, here, to... you can drop me off at my office, which 
it was like a bungalow in Ebor, and I was like, I wasn't having like red flags go off, but I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to see this like house, quote unquote, that's a, that exists. And he showed to me like the next week or something. Yeah. He's like, here's my home that I'm like remodeling and I own. I'm like, okay. Okay. And then on another one of our first dates, he's like, I'm gonna pick you up um, to go out to dinner or whatever. And then he texted me a while later. He was like, hey, I'm so sorry. My roof, um, what is it called? The roof in your car. Oh, okay. The, that like that sun opens roof? up. Sunroof. Yeah. <laughs> sun He's like, hey, it was raining again because it was like, uh, whatever, the end of hurricane season. Like, My sunroof's leaking, whatever. Do you mind driving? I'm like, no problem, whatever. And I pick him up. And then he confessed. He was like, I'm really sorry. I lied to you. And I was like, what? He was like, I was getting gas and about to go pick you up. And I have a motorcycle, which I knew he had a motorcycle. But he's like, my motorcycle is under the same insurance as my car insurance. And so uh -huh. I've seen it coming out of my thing. But it was for my motorcycle insurance and not my car insurance. And so oh. I got stopped by a cop. And they, like, took my, like, license or whatever. My license <laughs> off my, my car. <laughs> I have to go get this taken here. And I'm like, okay, so you're not living in a house. You're living in your office. <laughs> and you just got, like, your shit taken away because you didn't pay your car. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I swear I'm not, like, a loser. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not this person, whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, he quickly was just like, I'm sorry I lied to you about this, whatever, whatever. And I was like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, But it was just funny because there's a couple things where I'm like, you're lucky I'm – not like a huge you must have I really, really like I really like, did like him yeah and then you know that mm. that's that is actually one thing about like love or like mm -hmm. heavy lust you kind of bypass things like that but also it seems like you you knew at that time <laughs> he's a genuine guy like yeah you know in a way yes those are somewhat of like yellow flags but they're not <laughs> red <laughs> they're like what the fuck okay well what up are you like do you own that house like you almost don't know and you can't ask you have to wait it out right and are you willing to wait it out and you did right and I, I did I mean he good. quickly like <laughs> recouped that information I'm like okay this is fine um but yeah I'm sure for him he was like in a panic of like oh my gosh whatever but I just knew yeah. that he was like a genuine person and it honestly kind of helped because I'm an extremely independent person I had been single for a year even boyfriends that I had 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 been kind of like taken aback where I'd be like I'm going to do this they're like, what? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to go do this, whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah. for him, it was like we both had our kids and separate schedules with our own other partners, you know. So it was kind of nice because we mm -hmm. were seeing each other pretty regularly. I think that we saw each other regularly for like two nights a week for a while when we were just dating before we kind of like introduced our kids and all these different things. Mm -hmm. But it was nice because it, it made us have some distance to like really miss each other and like have that like a really big excitement to like see each other the next time yeah. and then we would be out until the bars closed just like having a drink and just like talking you know and then having to go to work the next day and being like super tired because we just you know yeah we're using the time that we could mm -hmm. spend together at the time as best as possible right. so well um yeah you obviously you guys had a I, I mean, what I think is now a nice success story because modern dating is such a big thing and dating online. So yeah. I love to hear those like success stories. And you those guys wins. certainly had a huge win there. <laughs> you are now married. And guys, you necessarily don't have to dodge those yellow flags. <laughs> 
if you know, he Keith, doesn't I have a house. You can genuinely like feel and you're if you're intuitive, you know, yes. like if somebody's like bullshitting you. Yeah. And he's obviously like somebody who's like was being honest. Like what what guy's gonna tell you shit? I, I un- unfortunately got my like license taken away. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like it wasn't his license. It was just they oh, totally took oh, the his, insurance. No, they took his um plate off of his car. What? The cop took his plate as he's getting gas to like go to my house and she was basically like he was like well, what the hell am i supposed to like technically i'm not supposed to drive that she's like well i'm driving this way so whatever yeah. you do and he was like <laughs> God, poor thing poor thing i love it oh uh, that is good okay so all right we talked a little bit about Casher, your son and then he has two boys as well and you had to you know, introduce them mm-hmm. to, you know, one another. How did that go? Like, how was that? So they were all really young. So Cash was two when I met Garland and we first started dating. A was three and Levi was six. <clears throat> so he was a little bit older. But, you know what I mean? They were so, like, literally, I don't think, well, for sure Cash or an Abe, um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Abe, they don't remember anything really concrete before we were dating. Like, as far as Cash and Abraham are concerned, I've always been there and Girl has always been there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been helpful that they were just so young. And Levi, who's now 12, is great. Mm-hmm. Um, he's never been brought, like, I've never had, like, a you're not my mom moment yeah. or whatever. Sweet. He's very They're sweet. Full, very sweet. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, we raised them together. We've been together for almost six years. And so even though, you know, that first year was getting to know each other for a lot of that period of time. Mm-hmm. I was a mom figure in our house and sometimes a mom figure in the picture, you know? So, um, I think that we just, we had a bonfire at one, at one point where a bunch of people were over and they just like came over and hung out for like an hour or two. And then I would like go to the park with cash and be like, Oh, this is Garland. And then they would play together. You know what I mean? So it was like a slow, I mean, it happened pretty quickly. Like we waited until we were like, okay, we kind of, we know that this is something, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, but then we just kind of slowly integrated them um, to like playing and just like hanging out together. We'd go out to eat, you know what I mean? And then it would be more like, hey, we're going to go over to your house and you guys are going to play together or something like that, you know? Yeah. Were they like aware of what was like, I mean, Cash was so young. And then, uh, I mean, Abe Abraham, was young. Um, yeah. yeah. Like Levi was the only one that kind of knew, like, I don't know what conversation Garland ever had about like, this is my girlfriend. But I think by the time that movie conversation mm-hmm. had, we would have already been all doing steps together, like activities out at the park or whatever it is mm-hmm. um, for him to kind of have that understanding of what was happening. But right around the same time, his mom also had a boyfriend and he had two older girls. Um, you know, that ultimately ended up living with them for a while. And so I think that it was just kind of like, my parents are divorced. They both have a boyfriend and girlfriend. And I have like step, like step brothers and sisters or whatever. Yeah. So it was never a big, it wasn't this big like transition or big thing for him. It was never a big deal. It was just kind of like a very smooth transition into that. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's good. I feel like you guys did like smooth into things pretty mm-hmm. well and it worked out really well mm-hmm. you guys blended very, <laughs> yeah. very easily um so what was there any challenge though blending at all <laughs> um in so when they were when garland was redoing his house that he 
was not living in it at the, t- the time. <laughs> oh, right? he so had it was his house. It. No. So it was his house, yeah. So he was redoing it. And actually, he lived, we have our house that's on the same block. And he had rented two other houses on that same block. So he's been on the same street for like 10 years. Okay. <clears throat> um, so he kind of redid it. And they moved in officially. I don't even know when um, they had finished redoing it. But then, like, I was already dating him and over a lot. And then mm. I kind of moved in maybe a year, just shy of a year of when we had been dating. So, we, I mean, I moved in with him, which I think maybe with kids is pretty quick, just kind of depending on how you think. But I think just knowing Garland and his family and upbringing, like, I think that he – Maybe it wasn't like, I'm going to marry this woman, but it was like pretty sure that we were going to be compatible for a long-term yeah. thing before he asked me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's definitely it. So, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like I moved into their house where they had all of their stuff and had this, like, established routine or whatever. It was kind of, like, new to them in this home as well. Mm-hmm. And then I came in and we made it, like, our home almost. Yeah. So, they were there in technically and, like, had moved in before me. But, I mean, it was, like, a really short period of time. Mm-hmm. So, it's been, like, our house basically and that's like what they've grown up with yeah now how long after you guys were dating that you guys moved in together like just shy of a year shy of a year okay wow okay so we had talked about it and i mean i didn't know if that was ever i mean i didn't know just kind of with with the way things are with them like they grew up in a very very religious household Mm -hmm. so the fact that garland at the time was the only one that had been divorced and then had this like girlfriend that was going to be like moving in with them you know without being married it wasn't it wasn't scandalous but it was kind of like a big deal yeah. I think at the time and for me I was like whatever I'd live with boyfriends like yeah. you know I didn't whatever. <laughs> it was great yeah, you know but it was easy. kind of a big deal and so um I mean yeah it was mm-hmm. it I mean I think Thinking back on it now, maybe it seems a little bit fast, but I think that we knew, again, that we were going to, like, be together. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think this is, like, also a big thing that we've talked about a lot the past year (laughs) with our friends. Um, Obviously, and we we didn't even touch on this, is, like, your ex that, you know, Castro's father and how that ended and... How is a part of your life and also um garland's act i'm so sorry <laughs> it's fine you know way more intimate detail garland's ex um how do you deal with the spouse's ex and potentially and i hate to say the word baggage but it is but like it is also like baggage. how how is garland also you know deal with cashier's father how is that mix yeah, it is interesting. So being a step parent, having a blended family is fun and challenging. Being a step parent is very fun and challenging, right? So like me and my ex, my son's father didn't work out for a reason. Him and his ex-wife didn't work out for a reason. And some of it isn't necessarily like fundamentals of like parent raising, but like, honestly, that's part of it, right? So over the past almost six years, even though I wasn't necessarily in that first chunk of time involved in like raising the boys you know I've done a lot of raising motherhood motherhood responsibilities like doing all the things right Mm -hmm. over time and so we've kind of created our own style and like what works for us and it's very different for example with boys mom um and so ultimately I think truly at the core of it it is like doing what's best for the boys is ultimately number one. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be disagreements on like what is best for the boys. 
Um, but I think that there's no true malicious intent there. But there's definitely disagreements about like what is right, what is wrong, what is appropriate, what's not appropriate, whatever. So when we first were together, we were in our committed relationship. She was in her committed relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and that was fine. Like Cash would go over to her house and like spend the night with the boys. And like they even asked about that. So like, can Cash come spend the night and do like a sleepover? I'm like, no. <laughs> but at the time, I'm like, yeah, it's great. You know, we had a pretty mm -hmm. good relationship. And ultimately, it's just way, 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 way easier to have that and everybody getting along mm -hmm. than people not getting along. And like, I have had my challenges definitely and i hear even more horror stories and like you know stuff like disagreements and stuff that we've had right i've had other friends where their exes and whatever where it's been like wow you guys are like in these court battles and all these things and we have never gotten that far mm -hmm. but there's definitely disagreements about like you know what is appropriate what's not appropriate you know it's really really hard when you have disagreements about child raising and what is an appropriate thing to talk about with your kids or a thing to do with your kids or whatever to like bite your tongue yeah you know especially like ultimately in every disagreement everybody thinks that they're right mm -hmm. and it's no different in this situation right so if the kids are like well mom said xyz or dad said xyz it's hard sometimes not to be like well that's fucking wrong yeah. or i disagree with that or that's bullshit or whatever you know what i mean you ultimately right. have to be like well and i mean we are very um transparent with the kids we'll be like well okay yeah that's not necessarily what we would have done but ultimately at your mom's house or your dad's house it's their rules and like mm -hmm. whatever but at our house this is what's happening at our house you know mm -hmm. so we just have to teach them basically like you know it's not we try really hard not to talk negative about other parents mm -hmm. and make it more like well that's what's going on at their house that's fine i've gotten I had to bite my tongue and kind of gotten my hand slapped a little bit and, and ultimately been like, okay, I shouldn't have said that yeah. or whatever. And it's definitely been that from the other side too, where it's like, Hey, you should not have said this or you shouldn't have mentioned this or this wasn't your place or whatever. So it's hard to kind of balance that. But ultimately I think if people are like getting along at least in a functional way so that there's not shit talking, there's not negative talking, right? Ultimately people's characters are going to be there regardless and my kids are going to get old enough to recognize character you know aspects and be able to grow up to be like oh, okay I can recognize for myself that this was not great behavior or that this was like toxic behavior or this mm -hmm. wasn't appropriate at the time uh, I love my parent whichever parent it happens to be but like this like I'm recognizing for myself as a person that this is not great behavior or whatever it happens to be and so that's part of it too you know I mean, like ultimately whether we're the right ones or the, we're the wrong ones or vice versa for like another parent um they're going to make that call for themselves and see it for themselves so like i want them to make that decision for them yeah. and not me swaying it or like bad talking to the parent like i never think that that's okay yeah absolutely that's long-winded but like it's hard to do <laughs> no that was amazing yeah i do think that's like very very important is for you know, they're going to hear a million things, right? And it's and hard then, to do. It's very hard to go, mm, okay, that this happened. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that that happened. Or like, I don't think that, you know, like taking mm -hmm. into contact, I'm never, I'm over defending people necessarily, mm -hmm. but I'll just be like, I'm really sorry that you're feeling that way. I don't think that's like what it was intended from your other parent or from me. Like, I apologize a lot too. Like, hey, I have to say, I'm having a bad day has nothing to do with you. Um, 
but just so you know i'm feeling sensitive or i'm having a rough time right now so like this is your warning to kind of relax and mm -hmm. be aware of that because this isn't your fault but ultimately like it's going to affect like this situation in our house or the mood or whatever you know yeah so we're pretty i mean full disclosure with them i think yeah that's right they're, oh, they're both really all three of our amazing boys yeah you're in a house full of men oh my god or boys it's and men gross yeah <laughs> yeah oh man that is probably really good yeah, we really talked gross. about this earlier um so as like what what are things you guys do as a, like a family that maybe this is like a good advice for other people in a kind of similar situation that will help the bonding process or was that you know and i know you touched on it it was like you guys seemed like it was easy, but is there any advice you would give for others um, on that bonding process? I mean, it's hard. I think that if we're, so Levi was six, and so he was still pretty young. You know, I think it would have been a very, honestly, it would have been a very different situation if I came in and met him now with a 12-year-old and a nine-year-old, mm -hmm. because I can see my oldest, Levi, basically being like, like, whatever. You know, he's mm -hmm. the sweetest kid, whatever. But I think I had the advantage of being in as early as possible you know like yeah. at a pretty early age but i mean even still right like levi is in seventh grade last year was a little bit rough because it was his first year in middle school and that sucks middle school sucks oh that's such suck. god it all right like, let's take back high school middle school was a nightmare the worst, right <laughs> so it was like literally he went to middle school and came back that day a total dick like oh, and no. i said that i'm like he Poor came back thing. to school just being such an asshole um but i mean i think back like it's super stressful mm -hmm. he has his own thing but then he has all these people just like being assholes too and he's like a people pleaser mm -hmm. you know so it's hard right and so we try and keep that in mind about being like let's not take this personally mm -hmm. what was i like when i was in middle school terrible <laughs> if you ask my mom like the stories i'm like I, I guess so I, sorry. yeah, I really <laughs> apologize. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think when it's all said and done, he, they are all great kids. He's done a really great job. Like even somebody was like, wow, it's really hard seventh grade. I'm like, honestly, this year has been way easier. He's kind of coming into his own and having a style that we really like a lot even. And so it's just like, we're really, we, me and Garland are really embracing it being like, okay, awesome. You're into skateboarding. We love the style. You know, we can hang out with him and just like, we're very, very casual borderline inappropriate. It's not the right word. We're not inappropriate with him, but you know what I mean? We're just like laid out. Like yeah. we have very like blunt conversations with him, whatever. And so it's funny, like we're sending TikTok videos to that. He'll be like, bro, check this out. Like whatever. And be like, this guy's like a legend or whatever you know what i mean so it's like very it's a very good relationship yeah. even for a middle schooler and so i know that that's not always going to be how it is but i just like i just flow with whatever works for them yeah like the middle child is very sensitive he is just the sweetest kid he finds like a best friend wherever he's at you know but like i have to deal with him differently than i deal with the other ones right so i just kind of like what do they actually we had them take um the love languages oh yeah recently. i love that garland and i were talking about it and so it was pretty spot on to what we thought it was going to be but it's interesting because um that's very much like they don't care about gifts they don't care about like those types of things it's much more like acts of service 
you know, making sure that we're spending one-on-one time with them and all these different things. And so it's interesting because it's just like doing whatever appeases them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so kind of ultimately finding out, okay, if you find yourself in a situation where you're like dating somebody with kids or you have step kids or whatever it is and trying to make that transition, which can be tough, like just dig into like, what is it that they like mm-hmm. and actually spend the time to like pay attention to it. Like my kids show me stuff that like I could not care less about. Like it is boring. It is. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, aunt, that is it. Like that's whatever. But being able to be like, and this could be obviously for anybody's stepchild or biological child. Um, but just like taking the time to put away your phone, pay attention. Oh, that's really Mm -hmm. cool. Show me more about this or whatever it is. So whatever interest they have, you know, I make a point and my husband makes a point to be like, oh, show me more about that. Or how did that thing turn out or whatever it is. And like, just them having you interested in what they're doing is like half the battle. Absolutely. Like that's going to go a long way, which is so dumb. But I mean, as busy as we are, you just have to like take the time to do it. I don't know. I think you guys give them a love language test. Yes. They have it. They have like a, like a kid's test and then a tween test. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost interesting too, because when you, when I interview for like leadership positions or interviewing people that are for Mm -hmm. leadership positions, the one thing I always ask is like, how do you manage, what's your management style like? And, you know, every, and they always say, good managers always say everybody's style so differently. How you need to manage them is so Mm -hmm. different because everybody, you know, it, is motivated. So, mm-hmm. um, I keep using the word differently, but yeah, differently. It's true. Um, yeah. so yeah, I can imagine that being, and not like in some sense, like similar to kids getting them amped up kind of. Mm. It's interesting because they're very much wanters. So it's like, they want a treat. They want to get something from their store or whatever, but none of them had gifts as like, it was like all the bottom in terms of gifts. So like ultimately the core when they had the choice between a gift for you for a special occasion or quality time together, they were picking yeah. quality time or telling you, Hey, you did a really great job today or whatever. Mm-hmm. All three of them, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. So it's just like, yeah, everybody loves to get stuff. Like I like to get stuff. It's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is more, and all of us more or less had the same thing. And so that's, I think why mm-hmm. Carlin and I are good partners, but then also, you know, the kids, um, they just want good time with you. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a big household. So we'll make a uh, note. Be like today is like Levi's day. Like we'll do something special with Levi, or today is such and such day. We're gonna do something special with you. That's just like one on one time, and try and do it as much as possible. We do a lot of stuff together, but like ultimately, like, I think that one on one time, especially with a house of three kids, mm. three boys that are competing against each other, is oh hard. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm impressed with you. I mean, this was something I also wanted to ask. Is like. You know, you're a very big multitasker. You have, and, and you know, you have three boys. Like, I mean, you get shit done though, still. And you also like go and do things. Like, you're here with me doing this podcast. <laughs> like, you don't have to be doing this. <laughs> what advice do you have for others who have kids or just like in general feel like so, like so swamped and like, but also want to travel and enjoy time with friends because you also do travel um, as well? Yes. So number one, my kids are a little bit older now, so they're somewhat self-sufficient. Um, (laughs) yeah. So that's helpful, but I mean, we've been traveling as a family for a really long time too. Right. So I think under normal circumstances, unless there's like a special needs situation or an extenuating circumstance, of course, that's going to come up. But I feel like in my experience, 
people who are like, I just don't have time, like whatever. It's just like, that's your priority. You're prioritizing just like spending one-on-one time with your kid and you just want to be home. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say that it's an excuse because that sounds negative. I don't think that that's what it is, but that's like maybe what they want to be doing. And so they're using it as a, as a thing to be like, okay, I want to be home. So like, I can't go anywhere because I have my child or whatever. Mm -hmm. Whereas for us and my attitude and our attitude has been like, Hey, you're joining us. Yeah. Like you are a child that we chose to bring into this world, into our family. But like, you're joining us. Like we've been living a long time before you came along and we're going to continue living our lives. Right. So we've done tons of traveling with the boys and just basically been like, we're just going to make it happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Like my life didn't stop because I had kids. Mm-hmm. So one aspect of it is that we do have a blended family. Right. So like the boys can go with their mom, if it makes sense. And my kid can go with his dad or, family friends that basically are, you know, aunts and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, extended grandparents to them or whatever the case is. So we've been really fortunate to be able to do a lot of travel just as a couple, Mm -hmm. as well as a family. We've done multiple like summer long road trips to like Canada and all across the United States and these different things. Right. And it definitely is frustrating. I have plenty of moments where I'm like, I'm going to literally be on snapped on like a lifetime movie. I need to walk (laughs) away because I've like reached like my breaking point or whatever. And it definitely happens. But I think, and in the moment, sometimes you're like, I'm over this, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, if you talk to them now, they're like, oh my gosh, that was such a good trip. I would love to do that again. You know, ultimately they're remembering these things, not like bad times where they got yelled at Mm -hmm. or we're like, okay, then just get out of the car and we're going to drive away and leave your (laughs) ass. Like whatever. See ya. See you never. Um, but they remember the fun times adventuring together and all yeah. these things. And so even though they were small at some of the points, like they remember these super, super fun things that we did. Yeah. And we just make it a priority for us. Like our money is spent on traveling and doing fun things together rather than like having a bigger house, right? Like we have five people in our house and we have a three bedroom, two bathroom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like we could just do that, but then like we wouldn't be able to do other things if we just had this like huge house, you know, which is fine. And for some people, maybe they're homebodies and they love that. And that's great. That's not for us. We want to be out and doing stuff. Yeah. And Garland facilitates a lot of that. He's very much like, let's just do it. And we'll figure it out on the back end, like how it's going to be done. Yeah. You guys are adventurers. Yeah. I love it. Um, no, I, I love your guys' family there. You guys are, <laughs> when I it's saw loud. you guys, it's crazy. Pearl's first birthday. Um, I don't know if Levi's going to listen to this, but he's starting to grow like a little oh, stash. Lip. Yeah. And then yeah. Garland looks over. He's like, Ooh, look at you growing your little stash there. And he was like, I'm not, no, I'm not. And then I'm like, Oh my God, this is so cute. I'm like witnessing this all happen. Yeah. And it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. to like, probably like, I don't know. See these kids. Like, I don't know. Grow up and it is weird. Wild. It is a weird age for them though. Like uh-huh. that middle school. We, oh God. It is. Um, but they're such sweethearts and they, they get along so well. It's your, honestly, I mean, they're brothers. Yeah. Yeah. The Levi, the youngest and the oldest one get along really well because their minds just work well. And then Mm -hmm. Abraham, who's the middle child is a typical middle child. He's kind of like left out. He's Mm -hmm. bullied by them a little bit. He's the sensitive one. Mm -hmm. Literally. I'm like working on that with him. (laughs) his sensitivity I'm like hey it's totally okay to be sensitive I love that you're sensitive or whatever but like we really need to deal with how you're dealing with just like conversations like you're not even literally nobody's yelling you're not in trouble whatever and you're very upset about this like mild constructive criticism or me just being like put this away 
or whatever. Like we're gonna have to overcome this because it's gonna be really challenging in the future when you're just dealing with normal things, you know? Yeah, that can take you like a long way. You yeah, know, like, it is. Yeah, but I mean, they all have like, they all have their strengths and weaknesses and they're all oh, super true. fun. Um, what were we talking about with it? Yeah, they're definitely, I don't know. I think they're- uh, They're great. They're they're great, um, but yeah, they're all very different. Like you said, <laughs> little different. dirt lip. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. But um, uh, I wanted to. <laughs> oh gosh, I I'm I, again I'm very impressed by how you guys did it so like seamlessly and um, I love your your little family or I guess your big family. My big family. Yeah, and you have like. A lot going on and um i also find that funny that you said um you guys are willing to like stay in like a smaller home to like go do things you want to yeah. do right because like that was a question actually on a way home from somewhere frank asked me he was like if you could <laughs> like, i don't remember exactly how it was but it was like if you could rather live in a motorhome but every month unlimited funds you can go anywhere in the world every single month or you can live in the, the most luxurious house on the beach like the house of my dreams i would love to live on the beach mm -hmm. but you you can't travel outside the state of florida what would you rather do it's like live in my luxurious house oh motorhome 100 <laughs> for me absolutely i know a lot of people tend to say that but i'm like oh god i can't i i also like i don't know i would love to live on the beach mm yeah but he said the same thing he was like i love i'd rather live like in a motorhome and like go do all the shit i want to do like you know travel so at one point he had our house so we live in ebor and it's like a little bungalow and re i mean this summer we redid our master suite and bathroom oh, cool. so we have been living in a two-one with five people in the house and granted for most of the time well yeah for a majority of the time they the two boys would be at their mom's house part-time or whatever but like she went to london for like nine months ten months or something so we had them all full-time for a while and that was a lot that's a lot yeah that was a lot a definitely a change up you know yes like in terms of the time and um it was rough and now it's interesting because on the other side of things right it's a much smaller modest situation on the other side of where they're living versus our house right so levi has his own room now we finally got our construction done or whatever and i've had to have conversations he's so smart yeah he'll be like ask us questions and we're basically talking about like being hood like house poor <laughs> we're like okay we no. could buy this big house and whatever whatever but then like we better really like our house because we're not going to have money to do anything else yeah. so we're just going to be like chilling at our house which is fine yeah again there's so, people yeah but i'm like that's not what dad and i want to prioritize dad and i want to travel and do these fun things I'm like you know how you like to go do xyz things and you want to go to the skate park and get a new skateboard and all these different things right we can't do that without money um so yeah kind of exp i mean we're just like this is what it's like we prioritize we only have so much money this is what we're prioritizing it for mm -hmm. and when you grow up you can use your money for whatever you want yep. if you want just like a big house and a big car and like whatever then like more power to you mm -hmm. or hopefully you're rich enough to like bring us on vacations too oh, and like yeah. do it all but maybe we'll be like wealth management consultants
I just know that title off the bat from the Black the Bachelorette last night. <laughs> Sounds very rich title. <laughs> um, funny enough, like my mom said something to me too. And I remember having a call with her. This was like some time ago. And she's like, always make your significant other your number one priority. Because when you start making kids your number one priority and then your empty nesters, what are you going to do? Like you end up like having to really rebuild that relationship yes. again so my mom said that was her biggest struggle and I think she's still working on it and she's finally getting to a normal like balance with it but she was really hard like, it was really hard for her to be an empty them uh, more for her to be an empty nester with my brother leaving I don't think that we're gonna have that issue <laughs> I am honest. so yeah Garland's the one that's like okay cash is 18 10 more years like whatever you know so it's like we live our lives yeah. And especially now that Levi's 12, it's like, okay, he's 12. I was babysitting like babies by mm -hmm. myself when I was 12, like 11 and 12 years old. We're like, okay, if we're going to, we can like go to dinner in yeah. Ebor, right? Because we're like a couple blocks away, whatever the case is. So we're getting a little bit more flexible. We're even like, we don't even need a babysitter necessarily if they're like all there together, mm -hmm. um, which is really, really nice. Um, but yeah, we definitely did not stop dating each other. We... I mean, we get a lot. We are very fortunate, again, because we're in a blended family that, like, at least two nights a week, normally the boys are gone, right? So we get a break from e-learning. We get a break from them. And I think it's really nice for everybody to have kind of, like, a reset almost. Yeah. Um, where we have automatic nights where we're just, like, this is our date night, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think that we're going to have that issue because it's not like we serve our children. Like our children do chores, our children are part of our family and they're an important part of our family, but they're not it. Yeah. You know, there's our marriage relationship, there's our friendship, there's my friendship with the boys, there's Garland's friendship with the boys, there's our parent to child relationship with the boys. So there's a lot of dynamics. Yeah. And I think having them all is really important because you can't have one out balance the other. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Girl. <laughs> You got your hands full, but I, I, you do it right though. You're doing it right. Um, I wanted to ask you some fun hit questions, and then we're gonna leave and lead into the scenario question for your advice. Okay. Um. So the fun hit questions. What have you always wanted to do but haven't yet? I don't know. I've done most of the things that I want to do. I would love. So on our bucket list is going to all of the states. Oh, okay. So we did Alaska. So Hawaii will probably be our last one. It'll be like our last prom. I'm going like a baller vacation to go there. Okay. But like I've done a lot of skydiving, but I'd love to do that by myself. Yeah. Yeah. So be oh, able to like, be, be the one that's like packing the bag. Yeah. And then being like, okay, hopefully it's packed, right? Jesus. Like, let's go for this, whatever. And then like do that jump. So I've done tandem ones, but I think that that would be like really wild. Oh, my friend Casey, he, I think he, uh, manages that or his family does Ooh, hook something. me up with casey let's get his yeah. information i'll oh, go yeah teach me how to pack my little thing oh my gosh i'll have to reach out to him i'm pretty sure that's like his family's business or something like that um what what is the last book you read and did you enjoy it um the last book i read i just finished was little flyers everywhere uh loved it just finished the series okay did wait did you read it or did you watch oh, it i read and Okay, so I read it and then I'm well into the actual series, which I prefer the book. You know what? I prefer the book too, but the ending blew me. Okay. I don't want to blow up very Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. Spoiler alert. Like, but uh, yeah. I, I listen to a lot of, um, whatever, audiobooks. Okay. And you said 
I don't that. have any time. If I'm like cooking or doing like sourcing or whatever, like I can't be reading. Mm-hmm. So I listened to where the crawdads sing. Oh, I used the so library good. app. It was really good. Great book. Two thumbs up. Yeah. Yes. But I, I do a lot. And then I'm listening to the um the new Twilight one from oh. like Edward's point of view. <laughs> whatever. I don't even know what it's called. Oh my god, wow. Okay. It's terrible. But oh, it's yeah. so good. <laughs> It's like something I'd be into though. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like, oh, I hate this, but like I can't stop. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So one last thing. What is your favorite season? Probably fall. Yeah. I think that's like a top choice. Yeah. Because my birthday's in fall. Mm -hmm. And it's like the weather's finally starting to get nice. But but I guess maybe in Florida we don't really have a fall. We kind of have like, it starts breaking a little little bit. bit. Yeah. Yeah. But fall, I enjoy, I enjoy this season, I think, that we're in right now. Yeah. Or Um, getting into it. Getting into it. Like November, December is when we're like, really start wearing some kind of different outfits and booties. Yeah. Cute coats. Yeah. Cute little like, like jackets. Yeah. In the nighttime. (laughs) not at the same time okay so i have a scenario question okay all right um i came upon this question um after searching for you know like i don't have enough fans (laughs) to ask me dating (laughs) relationship questions okay so um this girl writes i met a guy online and we hit it off really early on our second date, we spent eight hours together Sheesh. just walking and have, uh, I've seen him consistently two or three times a week for about six weeks. The problem is I started wondering why he didn't invite me to his apartment, which he owns and he didn't, and he isn't far from his place or my place. Excuse me. I asked him about this and it finally came out that he's living with his ex-girlfriend. <gasps> Basically, she's living there rent-free and has been for 10 plus months so she can save enough money to move out with quote, I mean, uh, parentheses, we live in New York City. When I asked him when she is moving out, he just said, quoting, quote, maybe the end of the year, quote, which is still four months away. He said that he feels bad for her because he knows what it's like to be on your own and how scary that is. Plus, she was instrumental in him buying the apartment, you know, going open houses and whatnot, et cetera. Um, so he feels like he should help her out. I saw the apartment. They sleep in separate rooms. However, her stuff is everywhere, as I imagine. Also, he has not told her about me and does <gasps> not want me there when she is there. He claims that they do not have this, the feelings for each other and hardly see each other since he works day, long daytime hours and she works night shifts. Um, she asked, <laughs> should I continue dating him under the circumstances? I really like him, but eek. Eek! Absolutely <laughs> not, sis. Get out of there. I oh, would be no. insane in that scenario. I know. Okay. No, 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 no. All right. I asked this question to um, um, some of my friends like last over the weekend, <gasps> and okay, this is like the answer to this guy who answered, and he was like, "Well, he's a, you know, I've seen in situations where." guys are um really actually genuine and they're nice and you have to like trust his intuition like i if he was like a a relationship therapist and he was like <clears throat> i met a co- like a couple and the guy lent his ex-girlfriend twenty five thousand dollars and she ended up paying a back or whatever but then this couple new couple ended up getting married so it's like you see these like really one-off situations where the guy is really genuine and he means no harm my red flag is this he didn't tell tell her her. yes if he had been like hey judy (laughs) fucking whatever yeah
whatever your name is. <laughs> I'm seeing somebody else. Obviously, we're not together anymore. We're helping each other out. So like it's a scratch my back, you scratch my back situation. Like I'm not going to bring her back and like banger in mm-hmm. my room. But like I am interested in this person. We've been seeing each other for like almost a month, like two months now. Mm-hmm. This is a thing. The fact that he has not said anything, see you, goodbye, absolutely not. Yeah. And also he should have given her this new girl a deadline. Been like when she asked, like, when is she planning on moving out? He's like, hey, listen, I'm having this conversation with her. She is definitely her her cutoff is like two months from now. I mm-hmm. told her that. But he's like, I don't know, four months or so. Yeah. I don't even know where he's at. This is the thing. I don't like all the matums. I think that they're not great for relationships. I don't think that makes for a very good situation on either side. However, I feel like also myself as a woman, sometimes I'm clueless or vice versa. My husband, I'm mm-hmm. like, how did you not know I was upset? He's like, oh, mm. like <laughs> mm. um, so I feel like it has to be like, hey, I really like you. Like, I feel like you just have to give full disclosure. This makes me really uncomfortable. And this is why. I'm open to continuing this, but these are some things maybe that would make me feel more comfortable. And then if he goes, oh, okay, I didn't think about it like that, or I hadn't considered that or whatever, but then he's like, oh yes, I'm gonna take these steps to like make you feel comfortable in this situation because you seem like somebody that could be important to me. Mm-hmm. That's different. Give him the yeah. benefit of the doubt to go, hey, this is really strange. This is why I'm a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Give him a chance to fix it. And if he's just like blows it off or doesn't do anything or whatever, then it's like, okay, see ya. Yeah. So you don't have to just be like, and like run, but mm-hmm. you can be like, mm, this is strange. This is why. Mm-hmm. Give somebody a chance to make it right. And then just see what happens. I don't know. That's really weird though. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say this is like a very obvious answer to be honest but I asked my friends like the other night and I was like talking (laughs) (laughs) and I was like like tipsy because it was like the night I was spelling so uh, celebrating my birthday with like Megan and a few of my other friends uh, that uh, I went to school with too like well I did actually um it was uh my friend Meg's significant other P and like a couple other people and Michaela and Frankie and um so I'm asking, and I'm like, well, maybe this guy is, like, genuine. Like, maybe he's a good guy, but, like, doesn't want to kick her out. And they're all like, are you crazy? And then I was, like, kind of dipsy, and I was like, well, guys, no, seriously, maybe he is a good guy. And then the next day, Kayla's like, are you kidding me last night with that stupid <laughs> fucking conversation? Are you going to die on this hill today? <laughs> I thought you were going to die on this hill of this stupid conversation, like, of around, like, you, like, you know, sticking up for this girl or this guy. And I'm like, I don't know why I was sticking up for him. I have no idea, but I forgot all the critical parts of the story was that he told her, like, I don't know, maybe like four months or Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. And also that he did not tell the ex-girlfriend. I don't know. Like, that's sketchy as hell. Yeah. That's not for me. He needs to go. And he's also six weeks. Like, that's early. Yeah. That's so like a very early relationship you're hopefully not going to get your feelings hurt too much i mean it's going to suck for maybe a few days and like oh that stinks but mm-hmm. it's not like you're going to get your heart broken too bad no right? no no yeah you're, yeah. you're going to be okay so. there's something squirrely going on there that's weird yeah they're definitely sleeping together yeah probably <laughs> some lonely nights if, if maybe not a physical thing there's definitely like an emotional thing oh, like yeah. oh we're just gonna sit here and like watch tv together whatever and my leg over on your leg and no 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 oh god no i i actually would be out 
Yeah, I think now that I'm like sober. (laughs) Rediscussing this. (laughs) Absolutely not. Well, Lindsay, you are the best. I'm excited. Um, Do you want to plug anything? No. I'm curious, were there any like scandalous questions that Lauren wanted to ask that you didn't ask? Oh, scandalous. Um, No, but I guess I will. She you can did. always cut it. I have it. my document here of what I pulled, but I will say. Um, I mean, you can always. I can. I can I, ask you. Like, when did you lose your V card? Um, I was like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, I oh, was pretty young. Wow. But listen, so I had had this boyfriend that I was seeing, right? So he was a couple years older than me, but I put a lot of thought into it. And my mother at the, I was gonna say at the time, she's still my mother. My mom. Wait, what? My mom. I was journaling a lot at the time, and my mom had written my read, read my diary, and I was basically just like, I think I'm gonna do this. It's a very serious thing, this and that. Like, and I was like, I think I'm ready. Whatever. I was so young. Thinking about Levi's twelve in two years. Mm. Oh no! As a parent now, he's gonna grow up so much in like just two years. He's gonna be like in college though. He's not. Abraham the other night. We were watching a movie, and there was three sisters, and he was like, I would want all of them to be my girlfriend. And I was like, what? <laughs> Abraham, maybe? Next he's year. the one. Yeah, he's going to be advanced in this, um, in this, I think, topic. Ooh. But anyway, so it was my boyfriend. We were together, whatever, and we had had conversations, okay. like, conversations about this. It wasn't like a one-off thing. And my mom had read that I was being like, should I, should I not? This, this, and that. And then I think she would like, I just think I remember her taking me to the beach and being like, hey, this is, you know, I'm just thinking about this. We need to make sure that you're careful, all these different things. And I'm like, my mom is so intuitive. Like, wow, she like really knows what I'm thinking. Turns out she was reading all of my shit. But, oh um, my God. Yeah, but it was brilliant. I was like, my, we were both virgins. He was my boyfriend at the time. It wasn't like, at the end of prom or like in a car or whatever it was very like for a 15 year old or whatever like a thought out yeah <laughs> process yeah so i don't know it was pretty early yeah, early yeah yeah no i mean like that's like a very normal age though like don't Is feel it? yeah i mean a lot of like i feel like most girls like every time i ask people or women they're always like or even men they're always saying like 14 to 16. okay uh yeah, like if you hear seventeen to eighteen, that's kind of normal as well. But and like there was, there was me who college was college. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was several people I was, who were in college. Yeah, yeah. I also like feel like I um I don't know. I will give advice to women <laughs> out there: is just be confident. Don't I don't know. I just feel like I was so insecure. You know, oh, I never I'm I like if you're like, a DTF, like for me, and I've always had this before that was like nobody said DTF when I was 15. I'm like, knows, maybe when has anybody ever seen you naked in like the like <laughs> progression of like getting to the act of like having intercourse and then yeah. like mm, mm-mm. Like, I don't like what I'm seeing. Like, never, never, never happens. Right? I think this is like a bit. Of, re, re, oh my God, we can have another podcast on this. Uh, Nobody's we'll ever like uh, this or that. And people are like super into it, right? Like, yeah. I'm heavier than I ever have been in my relationship. And my husband's like, damn, like he's, you know, feeling it, you know? And so you just got to own it. 
Like, nobody's going to be like, turn away, like, your cellulite or like fat or like whatever. You know, you just got to like, I think that it is a confidence thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Nothing is more attractive than confidence. Bingo. Yeah. We're going to end on that, folks. <laughs> XOXO. Gossip girl. Oh, that was good. <laughs>